What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Quick Out Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Better Sports Network and Fantasy Lounge social channels. I am John Pemba with Andrew Cooper, and we, for the next hour, are going to be talking some best ball, fantasy football, ADP tiers, breaking down the wide receiver position. Uh, Coop, uh, best ball season in full swing. We're doing a bunch of best ball things over at Fantasy Lounge. We got that nice new Discord set up, running daily best ball drafts with the family. You can see our promo code for Underdog Fantasy right here on the screen. Uh, no better time right now than to get involved here, Kuma. No better time at all, especially because we have best ball drafts going right now with Fantasy Alarm members, where you get to draft with me, John and Pemba, Howard Bender, Jim Bowden already promised he would do one with us. We're getting all the stars out, getting all the gang out. The first one's underway, and I showed you my roster, John. I'm already almost certainly going to win that one. Yeah, but yeah. There are some other ones where you guys can get in, throw your hat in the ring, maybe get yourself a uh, a fancy badge on our Discord. So make sure you're signed up for Underdog. Use promo code FANCYLARM. They'll match up to 100 bucks. Then go over to our Discord, join that best ball channel. That's how you get in. This is the perfect time for us to go over all these new tiers because the draft happened. That's done with. And then uh, the rolling, the way it does ADP, is that it rolls over every every couple days. So it updates every couple days. Now we're far enough from the draft that we have a real look at these rookie ADPs. It's probably uh, steadied out a little bit. So now we can actually look at it and say, okay, this is how we're doing it this summer. Today, we're going to look at each round, the wide receivers going in each round, and pick a guy that we like and a guy that we don't like. Mm-hmm. Each of us, if possible, some of the rounds, you know, there's not that many guys going in it, but we're going to do our best. That way you can help navigate uh, which wide receivers we love, which ones we don't. Anyone else we don't mention, take them at ADP. means that they we're kind of eh on them. But yeah. help you avoid some landmines, find some stars. Let's go, Johnny. Yep, and like I said, we, you go to fantasylarm.com, go to the NFL menu. We have the updated ADPs. They're updated daily. Uh, you can get that for all your current best ball formats, underdog, if you're on BB10s, NFCC, whatever you're doing right now for best ball, we have those ADPs being updated uh, daily, Coop. Because like you said, as we start getting more and more of these drafts done, we start seeing some pretty big ADP movers up and down the boards here. Uh, Best Ball Mania is already out. The the puppy, the $5 puppy bowl, already out, already getting, I think, like 50% full. Like, people love those $5 uh, Best Ball drafts. Uh, and the wide receiver position, we started off here. Why? Because there's just a billion of wide receivers that we can talk about here. Uh, and I think the more important trend that I thought we saw going into this year is, look how many wide receivers have first-round ADPs, Coop. The years past of maybe the the anchor RB strategy, you know, the RB heavy guys going first round where nine, 10 running backs are going in the first round. You get all that wide receiver depth. Not really so much. It's it's pretty much a wide receiver heavy format now. Underdog fantasy where we're looking here, three wide receivers, right? Half point PPR. So you do need more wide receivers on your roster. But uh, I think it's a pretty interesting shift now with strategy to see so many wide receivers with that first round ADP. Yeah, it's wild. My favorite part of the whole thing is that there's a whole group of guys and they're very smart. They have the numbers. It does make sense to pepper wide receivers early, uh, but there's a group of guys that are very deep in best ball. And one of them, Pat Corain, a uh, great analyst, well-respected. He's always been kind of a zero RB guy. He won best ball mania two last year, but the team that won was one where he took Austin Eckler in the first round. Right. So the, the, the zero RB guy won with an RB, but still, I, I'm on board with the strategy. I, I do a lot of hero RB. Uh, in reality, I just I take best available most. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it does make sense the way the boards fall. You just have to keep an eye out 
uh, right now with how the wide receivers are being pushed, you're getting a lot of good RB value later. Yeah. So why don't we jump into the our running back to your show? Probably do next week. Uh, that is going to be one of the more interesting, just given where some of these ADPs are. But to your point, we're talking wide receivers, so let's get into it. First round here, Coop. I'll rattle off the first round wide receivers. We can kind of talk about it, uh, who we like, don't like. Like you mentioned, maybe guys are tweeners on. Uh, Justin Jefferson this year is your your projected first uh, overall pick. Right after him, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill going in the first round, Cooper Cup. Still in the first round, Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, and C.D. Lamb. That is our current first round uh, wide receiver grouping here. Uh, Coop, I think we're both in agreement here. Jefferson, Chase, if you get the opportunity to draft them, you're going to probably more than likely draft them. But who are you targeting in this first round as a wide receiver, and who is your fade as a first-round wide receiver here? Yeah, Jefferson, Chase, one, two, either order, honestly. Uh, if you want to diversify a little bit. Take Chase first if you want. Not that big a deal. For me, uh, and again, to your point, like what is this, eight, nine wide receivers going in the top 12 in the first yeah. round? It's like that out here. Uh, for me, the guy that I find myself skipping over is Cooper Cup, especially because he's going pick five overall, uh, you know, 5.5 in ADP. I just find myself either taking a running back there or taking another wide receiver. I just worry about Matt Stafford with the elbow. Uh, I know we've seen how crazy it can be when everything goes right. When they stay healthy, he just gets peppered with targets. But right now, he's the only show in town. Defense is going to be keying on him hard. And if Stafford can't really deliver the ball at a super high level like he yeah. did Super Bowl year, I'm a little worried, John. Are you taking Cooper Cup much? No. I mean, listen, you're you're basically taking the words right from me here. I was very much down last year on – uh, this team, once all that, all those news reports kind of came out of how they were managing Matthew Stafford in the elbow during uh, training camp, and then we get into now the season, and he looked awful. Now Cooper Cup was still fairly productive because he was getting. I mean, to be even when they had other guys in there, he was really the only show in town, anyways. I mean, but you know, he was getting all that work. It just feels like it. it he's now coming off of a pretty bad injury. The quarterback still in question. The offense is questionable. This is not the same Super Bowl team that's going to be out there on either side of the football. So, yeah, I, that that is a pretty obvious fade for me. Uh, you know, and this isn't a spot where it's like, oh, I'm going to fade him, but then you go see my, you know, my ownership percentages and I have like 10% Cooper Cup. He is off my board. If I lose the Cooper Cup this year because he goes out there and is once again the best player in fantasy football, you know what? That's fine. That happened, you know, right? But exactly. I'll take my chances on that not happening here. Um I think for me, the other guy that I'm not going to take in the first round here and could be a shock to some, I'm not in on A.J. Brown and his ADP. Wow. I, I was obviously last year the biggest Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown combo guy there was. I don't know if A.J. Brown can improve upon what he did last year. That's So to me, he was he's kind of already being at his ceiling. And if there's any margin of drop-off, then he's not a first-round player. So for me, it's not that I don't believe in him having a good season. I don't know if he's going to be a first-round player this year. Plus, I would rather take Devonta Smith, and we'll talk about him in a second, around a round and a half later, right? And I think that there's as much potential for him to be the lead guy in this offense as there is Brown. We talk a lot of times, Scoop, about these offenses that have number two wide receivers that are really number one wide receivers uh, pretty much anywhere else. And there's a lot of them here in the first couple rounds. Um, so for me, AJ Brown is a guy that I am not going to be drafting 
uh, at his current ADP here. If I'm looking to stack the Eagles, I'm more likely to go Smith and Hurts than I am Brown and Hurts, just given where he's going in drafts right now. Yeah, and honestly, like if you look at it, uh, he was getting like nine targets a game or whatever when Dallas Goddard was out. But when Goddard was healthy, he was at eight and Devonta Smith was at 7.7. So it wasn't even that far off. And if all three guys are healthy, it can be a little thin over there. So, uh, yeah, I have the same concerns. Again, it's like it's all it all boils down to ADP. Last time we like him, this time we don't. A guy that I do like from this group that you can get because of his ADP with your first round pick whenever you feel like it, for the most part, CD Lamb right? He's going uh, off the board at pick 12, 12 and a half. Uh, he's 12 on average. So you can grab any at any point there. And I truly believe he's the best pass catcher on that team. He's progressed exactly how we hope guys progress. Well, obviously, Justin Jefferson being amazing right, right from the rip is what you want. But, uh, you know, the guy that comes in third year and he's at wide receiver one and he, doing it as the top pass catcher on the team too. Once Amari Cooper left, there was a big test. Can he go up against the number one corner on the other team? Can he go up against Sauce Gardner? Can he go up against, uh, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, whoever it is? He proved that he can, right? I think he's better than Brandon Cooks, even though I like Cooks. He's obviously better than Michael Gallup. Right. Tight end coming in, doesn't really matter. Give me CeeDee Lamb. It's about as safe as you can get. And, you know, for me, I'm just trying to not to lose my draft in the first round. Uh, You don't win it in the first round, but you can lose it. So I like that pick there. I just want to give a shout out, uh, guys like Albert popping in the chat. What's up, gang? Feel free to throw your questions in here. Uh, we'll answer them as we go. We're talking wide receivers today. Johnny, who do you love from this first round? Listen, uh, again, not to be copycat here, but, I mean, I'm, I'm right in the year with you. It's C.D. Lamb for me, 1,300 yards, 100 catches, nine touchdowns last year. And, oh, by the way, Dak Prescott didn't play a full season, right? So give him a, an actual quarterback, a, a starting quarterback for a full season, and maybe we're looking at C.D. Lamb now, 15, 1,600 yards, right? So – uh, I'm with you where he's going in drafts right now. He's my favorite wide receiver at ADP. Listen, Tyreek Hill's great, right? But we don't know what's going on with Tua, right? Like, you know, I know you talk, we've talked a little bit about the concussion history, and he's not necessarily as likely to suffer another concussion as he is before, but there's obviously some concern there. And Hill himself, another guy that, like, had a peak ceiling year. Does he have a similar ceiling to be where he's going in drafts? Devontae Adams absolute stud wide receiver we can't even fight that if garoppolo i mean again another very injury prone quarterback if something happens to him who's stepping up and throwing the ball to Devonte adams so i'm not willing to take sort of those risks there cd lamb to me proven that he can be productive at that little end of first round adp uh, that's where i'm looking to go yeah i feel really good about it and to your point on uh you kind of mentioned it with tyree kill you mentioned it with uh, aj brown as we get into the second round a guy that I find myself drafting a ton of is Jalen Waddle because his average depth of target, we were concerned that he would have the seven yard dot that he had as a rookie with this new coach, Mike McDaniel bumped it up to 12 yards. Now yeah. he's basically running the Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon, I role. Like he's a full-time wide receiver. That's why on even fewer targets, he had uh, way more yards in his sophomore year, like 1300 plus yards. So this guy, Jalen Waddle, I would much rather wait and try and take him in the second round than take Tyreek Hill in the first and same thing that you say with Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. So in that second round group, we have Garrett Wilson going off the board at 14 ADP. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown, 15. Jalen Waddle, 18.8. Chris Olave, 21.8. Devonta Smith, 24. So for me, Jalen Waddle at 18. Anytime I get him in the second round, I'm doing it. C.V. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, back-to-back start for me. I love it. I 
Love yeah, listen, that. if you're drafting at the back end of the draft, there's going to be some pretty interesting decisions to be made because of also where the running backs are going at that point. But hard to go uh, do worse than Lamb and Waddle there, as you mentioned. You know, what are your thoughts with Garrett Wilson and his ADP? You know, Aaron Rodgers goes over there, obviously should be a quarterback improvement. Rodgers really didn't look all that great last year playing for the Packers. Now, some of that probably had to do with the talent he was throwing the football to at times. I mean, didn't have much there. But he did bring over Alan Lazard, and we talk a lot about how, like, Rodgers is definitely a my guy type of quarterback. Um, you know, do you worry that having Alan Lazard there now shines away a little of what Garrett Wilson could be? I do worry a little bit. I mean, I know Garrett Wilson's the best wide receiver there, right? Like, there's not sure. a situation. Not where even an see- argument. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like a situation. Like, I mean, the- sometimes I look at a guy like Chris Olave from this group who I'm fading a little bit. Um, and say, hey, you know what? Maybe Michael Thomas could still be Michael Thomas. Not that I think, like, if I had to bet on it, I wouldn't put Michael Thomas ahead, but there's a discussion to be had there. I think Garrett Wilson is the best guy, but you're right. Uh, Alan, Alan Lazard, over the last three years, he it's only him and DK Metcalf that have had double-digit end zone targets in each of those years. Rodgers picks his guy, like you said, fires at him, and they're keeping Corey Davis there. So for me, Garrett Wilson, he's the kind of guy that I, I don't really go out of my way to draft him, but if he's there at the right pick, I will. Some of these other guys, I'm not picking. The one guy from this group that I'm not picking in this format, and we've talked it to death, uh, is Amon Ross St. Brown. Just personally, uh, and I know that he's got one, at least another year of high-end fantasy relevance because yeah. of the Jameson Williams suspension. Uh, but I just look at – he's can't a guy get over it, can you? <laughs> you, say? you just can't get over this guy, can you? I, you know what? It's just one of those things where at, at the end of the day – if he had done what Jalen Waddle did and transformed from a seven yard a dot guy into like a full time flanker that was uh, running like, you know, longer routes and, and putting up huge numbers, which you need in best ball, right? Like we're looking yeah. for guys that can have those spike weeks, but he didn't do that. His a dot was 6.9 yards again last year. He got absolutely peppered with like 150 targets, but still just barely cracked 1100 yards. You know, it's like, with most guys that get those targets, like look at AJ Brown with the way he breaks tackles and his A dot. Sure. He had the same number of targets as Amon Ross St. Brown, but he had like 1,500 yards, right? So for me, just for this particular format, I don't really love Amon Ross St. Brown in best ball. So who do we He'll, think they're very safe? Who do you think their downfield guy will be? Is it Marvin Jones now that he's back there? Or I mean, there's no Jamison Williams, obviously. They don't have DJ Chark. Josh Reynolds is on the team still, but he kind of profiles more like Amon Ross St. Brown does. You know, uh, do they think there's a chance that we see, uh, you know, him kind of stretch the field a little bit more or, you know. They might have to, honestly, they don't like, I think what's going to have to happen here is like, you need a guy that can tether his foot to the line and be the big player. I think what we're going to see is Sam Laporta doing a lot of that kind of splitting out, uh, being either a big slot tethered player or a just straight up playing split end. Right. But he's not a field stretcher. So. I don't know. Maybe they do move Amon Ra to the outside, but that's going to be a tough gig for him if he's going outside facing the number one corner. He's not particularly big, not particularly fast. Uh, I'm just not sure if he's going to thrive as a downfield player. He sure. seems to do best with the underneath stuff. Yep, that's fine. I get, Just looking at their depth chart, you're like, well, somebody has to sort of be the guy. It could very well be Marvin Jones. I mean, certainly that's there. That's why in a redraft league, full PPR with three wide receiver spots, you draft Almond Ross St. Brown, he's in your lineup every single week, and he offers a really good floor just yeah. for best ball formats. I mean, he needs to get a lot of targets to to do these big games. You sure. know, it's just it's, that's the nature of a 60-yard A dot. Right. Uh, for me in this range, I mentioned already, Devonta Smith is where I'd rather go. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I like still the Eagles. Cer- certainly like their offense here. 
Um, he, he's not as big of a discount, obviously, this year as he was last year. Um, com- comparison to AJ Brown, but I just feel like that there's a a, a path for AJ Brown he, uh, for Devonta Smith here to potentially challenge to be that guy. I mean, he was the best wide receiver to come out of that draft class. His route running is ridiculous. His speed is ridiculous. His hands last year, he showed he was making some crazy, you know, catches there. Jalen Hurts is not the most accurate passer. He's gotten better uh, with better receivers. He's improved. Uh, if they take another step forward with him throwing the football, there's a chance that maybe both of those wide receivers crack the low end, you know, wide receiver one range. But I, I'd rather take my shot on Devonta Smith here this year, being that guy where he's going in drafts, uh, end of the second round and end of the first round for A.J. Brown. Yeah, I mean, and we're going nuts for Jordan Addison because he won the Fred Bolitnikoff and Jalen Hyatt for winning the Fred Bolitnikoff. This guy didn't just win the Fred Bolitnikoff for the best wide receiver. He won the Heisman Trophy for the best player in all of college football. Mm-hmm. Like, we're forgetting at times how good this guy can be, and he's yeah. still very young. You know, we expect these guys to immediately pop and just be superstars right away. I mean, the guy's 24 years old. This could be the year where he really pops and takes it to another level. Yeah. So, a lot of good picks in the second round. What do you think about the third round, John? Is there anybody that just right off the bat? Because for me, sometimes I look at it and there's one guy I love or one guy I hate. Is there a name that just jumps at you right away either way from this group? So I think the, the conversation has to be had on Calvin Ridley here. Right. Because he's hasn't played in over a year, um, basically a year and a half, because he he cut out that, that final half year with the, with the Falcons. He claims he's ready to go. We saw the talent that he was in that last full season that he played. It was, you know, a, a wide receiver, one level player. Now he's on an offense. We loved what we saw out of Jacksonville last season. We loved what we saw out of Trevor Lawrence looking like that. True 101 over first overall pick quarterback. If Calvin Ridley's back in there to be an alpha and playing like an alpha, then he is probably more so in the tier of the guys we just talked about than the tier that he's in now. And I, and and there's a lot of questions, I think, with this group in the third round. So for me, I took Calvin Ridley in our staff best ball that we did last week. Some people were commenting like Calvin Ridley in the third round, question mark. It's like, well, kind of looking at where we're at here. And, and if we're playing best ball, we're playing upside. I think there's a real chance here for Ridley to pop. So for me, I'm willing to spend the ADP on him going towards the middle end of that of that third round right now. I mean, that's what his ADP is now. It now shows he's going at, uh, now it's updated after a few days, 35.8, right? That's the third round. It's the, it's the end of it, but that's where you got to take this guy. So, yeah, I'm on board with that. I think he immediately fills the Zay Jones role. So they had Christian Kirk as a slot guy that would move to flanker. They yep. had Zay Jones as the full-time guy opposite him, and Marvin Jones would be the part-time guy. Now Zay Jones becomes the part-time guy. Calvin Ridley's a full-time guy for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it doesn't get much better, right? We, yeah. Unless you're one of the few Trevor Lawrence haters, difficult to find them these days, right? Hard but, to hate him after the year he had last year, given his pedigree of, like, never losing. Urban Meyer just really just tanked that team for a season. So, Yeah, so I'm in with you on Ridley. Uh, I'm, I was big on DK Metcalf. Now I'm pumping the brakes just a little bit. I still don't mind taking him around here, but I'm waiting for his ADP to fall a little bit on the Jackson Smith and Jigba fallout. I'm still taking T Higgins here. I don't see why uh, for the same exact reasons that we like Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle 
it's super highly consolidated targets among two guys that play near 100% snap shares with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't think it gets much better. I love that wide receiver two discount because he's not a wide receiver two, he's a wide receiver one. And I wonder so, if he's even falling a little bit because there's sort of that uncertainty around like his status. Now he's there. We know he's there, but like there's a lot of uncertainty uh, around him. But you're looking at another guy that, uh, you know, has 75 plus catch uh, upside. 1100 yards can be well within his range there and you know he can approach you know double digit touchdowns there too just with the amount they throw and if something happens with joe mixon here you know they may be less inclined to run the ball as much as well and kind of spread it because they still have tyler boyd right they still have a legitimate wide receiver three so uh i'm i'm with you they didn't they sign irv smith too isn't Irv smith on that team too so a a better pass catching tight end than they've had in the past i know you're not uh that high on him as a tight end for fantasy but like he does he is a better option at tight end than maybe they've had previously, uh, sort of given the skill set for uh, for Irv Smith there. So uh, I'm with you. I like I like T. Higgins there, especially that you're getting him in the third round, where we just talked about Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle in the second round. So you're getting him uh, a little bit later. When it comes to a fade for me, and this is a guy that I've I've faded now for a few years, um, and it's Debo Samuel. You know, last year you kind of put me onto that whole like, well, if you compare the Vegas totals to other wide receivers in this range, he's the only one without being projected for a thousand yards receiving. And that was because fantasy was projecting him for like 500 yards rushing as well. Well, I mean, they have Christian McCaffrey there now. That's he's definitely not going to get the rushing yards and quarterbacks, huge question mark for me. His, you know, he's a guy that has shown some fragility the last couple of years because of the way they've used him as well. Certainly he's an explosive player when on the field and healthy, but it just doesn't seem like this 49ers offense is going to be built enough to move him into the range where he's being drafted right now. Yeah. And that's why we look at those Vegas odds, right? Because in 2021, we looked at it and everyone was taking Brandon IU and Vegas had Debo Samuel with a higher yardage total. I right. was like, okay, these guys usually know a little something. So we were taking Debo instead of IU then that worked out for us. Last year, we looked at it. They didn't like Debo. We didn't like Debo. He got hurt, but it turned out we were right there. So in this case, I'm yeah, I'm just worried with Debo. I got the same pick for for this spot. I'm worried just there's one football, and there's a George Kittle, and there's a Christian McCaffrey, and there's Brandon Ayuk, and there's a quarterback that we don't really know what's going to happen. Is it going to be Trey Lance? Is Brock Purdy going to come back from the elbow and be ready to rock and roll? Like just too much for a third round pick. Too much uncertainty. Too much yep. uncertainty. I agree. Now, what about anybody, the- anybody else that you're fading here, Coop? I'm like, like I said, I have a temporary hold on DK Metcalf. Sure. That's the okay. Debo is the guy that I had, but temporary hold on DK Metcalf. I want the, the rookie fever hype of JSN to push that ADP down. I think JSN, if he's going to hurt anybody, it'll be Tyler Lockett because JSN and Tyler Lockett are similar uh, type guys in terms of size and skill set. DK Metcalf plays split end. It's a totally sure. different position. He's not coming off the field. He is a, red zone monster like i i'm just right now i'm just waiting i want to see how far down we can get him to go and then yeah. i'll start taking him again so my, my little worry with metcalf of course i've said this to you a few times is like can geno smith repeat what he did last year right. that's the question if he can't then the wide receiver is going to take a little bit of a step back there um you know it's only a one-year sample on geno smith but like you said maybe that's all he needed he needed that that opportunity right you know so uh we'll see what i was looking at the geno i know this is a quarterback conversation i was looking at you know 
and he had a decent number of carries without very many rushing touchdowns. Maybe yeah. Gino's even better this year, John. What do you think? Uh, about I mean, that? Listen, we, we like the rushing floor for quarterbacks 100%. Uh, next round of guys here. Uh, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, and Drake London in round four, Coop. Uh, talk to me. Who's the who's the one fade for you of this group? Yeah, I just want to mention right now, this is how crazy it is. This is how crazy it is this year. We this is through four rounds, 48 wide receivers. Like, or how many wide receivers is that? There's not 40. There's or wide receiver 24. 24, man. 24 wide receivers going in the first four rounds. It yeah. is jammed half, up. Right half, now. basically half. 24 of the first 48 picks at ADP right now are wide receivers. Yeah. So in the in the fourth round, I'm still drafting core players personally. So I'm trying to avoid uncertainty wherever possible. We've actually seen this happen before with this exact player. And I'm talking about DJ Moore, where we all sat back with Matt Rule's Panthers in 2020, and we said, well, DJ Moore is the best guy by far, so he's going to score the most fantasy points. And he was going wide receiver nine, and Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel were going wide receiver literally 55 and 60, right? And then it turned out that the ball was spread a little more thin, and uh, it was a lot closer. And those guys actually ended up being better than DJ Moore in certain formats. For me personally, I think DJ Moore, once again, is the best wide receiver on the team. And once again, we don't know who the quarterback's going to like. We don't know how the ball is going to be distributed. We don't know if he's going to be as good as we think he can be. So uh, until I see the Bears actually throw the ball at a level of a modern NFL football not football team, not like the uh, 1950s team they were running last year, it's hard for me to draft him over some of these other guys. Like, I'll say right now, the guy that I really like is Amari Cooper. He's going to the top of this uh, round, but like I, w- I would take Amari Cooper over anyone in this group and over a couple people in the group ahead simply because he was like 20 yards off his best season ever last year. He was wide receiver 10, and that was most of the year with Jacoby Brissett and a rusty Deshaun Watson. They didn't really do a whole lot. They brought in Elijah Moore, but big deal. He's a cast off from another, another team. Like he's really set to be the number one target for Deshaun Watson. So that's a guy I'm in on Mari Cooper. I'm out on DJ Moore, but those guys go at the top of this round, John. So of the rest of these guys, we have Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, Drake London. Let's say Amari's gone. uh, DJ Moore's gone. Who do you, who do you like out of that group? If you you say you went two running backs early and you got to take a wide out here. Yeah. I mean, I I think I, I, I'm going back to Jerry Judy, man. I, yeah. I am going to give this Broncos offense a second chance. Uh, and we're going to get them at a, a much bigger discount than we had to pay for them last year. Uh, I'm going to believe that Sean Payton goes in there and understands how to run an offense, knows how to time an offense, doesn't need a coach specifically there to like watch the time for him. You know, right? Like there's, I'm going to have an understanding that a better offensive coach, a better coach in general is going in there to implement a system and that they're all going to get on the same page and they're going to be good. So I'm willing in this range to go with Jerry Judy, willing in this range to go with Mike Williams. I am a, the, the, the Quinn Johnson draft pick is a little interesting to me because he profiles a lot like Mike Williams, tall, big, fast, outside wide receiver. Now they've had other guys that are burners down the field like that before, but they used a first round pick on him. So you know, if what does that mean for Mike Williams here that the Chargers were going to make that investment at that position? That's my lone worry with Williams. I love the Chargers stack. 
you can get the Chargers top five receivers and their quarterback in round four, five, six range. So you talk about like stacking in, in uh, yeah, Dustin says Mike Williams can't stay healthy. I agree with you. That's probably one of the reasons why they made that investment for sure. But for this year, it's like, okay, you draft Mike Williams in round four, in round four. They just took another guy in the first round that profiles a lot like him. They can't be down on Mike Williams when he's on the floor. He's at the field. He's an absolute monster. Um, you know, so I still have some interest in Mike Williams, but I'm definitely worried a bit about that draft selection. Yeah, I'm a little worried about it. The thing is, it's like I kind of am interested in taking Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Allen, Quinton Johnson, wherever, just because I think their ADP is a little depressed because the offense last year was so heavily invested in dumping it down. Joel Lombardi, uh, like I don't think people realize that Justin Herbert last year, if you take all the quarterbacks that threw 150 passes, there's about 40 of them. So we're talking people that played at least like half the season or so, you know, we had some injuries. We had enough guys to play a decent sample size of those guys. Justin Herbert was 38th in average depth of target, 6.9 yards. That's the same ADOT as Amon Ross St. Brown. Just think about those dump offs. That's how he was dumping it down. Obviously when you throw that many passes to Austin Eckler, it's going to do that to you, but this is Kellen Moore show. Now Kellen Moore got booted from the Cowboys because he was throwing the ball too much because he was scoring too fast. Mike McCarthy said he wants his defense to rest. Yeah, I don't want that in fantasy football. I want rock'em, sock'em robots. I want a tired defense that lets up a touchdown right away and we get the ball right back. Like yeah. That's what I want. So and We'll talk um, about the Chargers because, especially when you get to the running back position, because Austin Eckler, where he's going in drafts, the guy is the in half-point PPR, Austin Eckler, RB1, RB2 the last two years. Uh and yet he's going at the end of the first round. And as you just said, the offense is tailored to feed him the football. So super interested um, to go what's going on there. Yeah, listen, Dustin, again, like I said, it's it's a little interesting what, they, what that draft pick certainly feels like a replacement for Mike Williams. Because, Coop, as we've said, the uh, the GM came out and said, Keenan Allen's a lifer. He's here forever, right? So, like, they got to find – they got to find that replacement, you know, for Mike Williams because they're not replacing Keenan Allen anywhere soon. So. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, before we move on to the next round, uh, I got to ask your thoughts on Christian Watson. Christian Watson, he's obviously to us the wide receiver one for that team. They added a second round wide receiver and they added a tight end uh, to go with Romeo Dubs. So they added Jaden Reed and they added uh, Luke Musgrave. They also added Tucker Craft. So they added two tight ends. They're given a lot of weapons here for. Jordan Love to sort out Christian Watson at uh, the 44th pick off the board wide receiver 22. You doing it or no? I can't spend that draft capital, not knowing the quarterback situation. And And I I know there are people that are high on Jordan Love, definitely the format for it, right? Like you can get these wide receivers. You can take Jordan Love way back in drafts and like you're, you're ready to go. You want to spend a fourth round pick on an unknown situation at quarterback? I mean, we've talked, we've seen what happens with bad quarterbacks. Bad, wide receiver production isn't there, so um, you know that's where I struggle with. Well, now Love looked great in that one throw he threw to Christian Watson in that game where Aaron Rodgers came out. But I mean, I don't know. I'll have to see some better reporting on Jordan Love before I spend that draft capital there on Christian Watson. I need them to talk about him the way they talked about Patrick Mahomes before Mahomes even played, right? Yeah, like that's what I, we need. I wanted the shorts workout, slow motion, summer summer throws. And I'm like, all right, arm, the arm hype slot. Yeah, the yeah. hype videos are out there and then then we can we can sell it. But for now exactly. I'm a little worried. A little worried. The, the one time I am doing it, I've been doing a bunch of these, I have found myself in the super flex drafts. Sometimes if I'm picking on the turn or near the turn, 
I'll sit there and I'll say, I need a second quarterback and I'll see the ADP for Jordan Love and uh, and Christian Watson are very close together in Superflex. And you can just go bing, bang and stack them. Sometimes I do that. That's the one occasion. But yeah, I'm not just drafting either of those guys on their own at this point. Uh, fifth round here, Johnny, we have Keenan Allen going first in this round. Then Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Michael Pittman, rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then Chris Godwin. How are you feeling about that crew? And that's the fifth round for these rookie drafts. Uh, uh, I mean, best ball drafts, but yeah, for, um, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Best ball. Uh, Keenan Allen again, I'm fine running into there again. He's, he's safe. Um, you know, there's a good floor here, but as you mentioned, second half was the second half of last year. He was wide receiver eight. Right. So like, um, I, yeah, I, I like Keenan Allen there. Second half of last year was wide receiver two. Wide receiver two. Yes. Even even the better, last right? eight games, it was Justin Jefferson one. He was wide receiver two. Uh, there were some injuries mixed in there, but yeah, Keenan Allen was firing on all cylinders. Yeah, my my problem with this tier is that to me, Keenan Allen's the only one with a quarterback. So that that's kind of where I'm I'm queuing in now. Christian Kirk, I lied. Christian Kirk has Trevor Lawrence, yeah. but Calvin Ridley's there. Uh, you know, is Kirk gonna have the same season he had last year with Calvin Ridley there? I guess that's the biggest question. But McLaurin. Sam Howell, eh, Michael Pittman with Andy Richardson, Jackson Jigba having to deal with Lockett, who's actually going after him, and DK Metcalf is there. Chris Godwin's got Baker Mayfield throwing in the football now. I mean, for me, it's Keenan Allen. Yeah, I know you, Baker. You guys don't get along, dude. We know that. That's well documented. So I feel that. And, yeah, it does scare me. Terry McLaurin scares me. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, is going to have a Chris Godwin-like start to his career which means that this year I'm out on him, honestly, because I think that it's going to start with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as the split ending flanker with JSN in the slot. That means that he's probably going to come out for two wide receiver sets the way that Chris Godwin did. People forget Chris Godwin sat behind Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson for two years. And then once D Jackson, Adam Humphreys were gone, it was Chris Godwin as the flanker that moved to slot for three wide receiver sets. Then it was wheels up. Mm -hmm. That's what I see for JSN. I have JSN as my number one wide receiver in Dynasty, but in redraft, I have a different guy, a guy we're going to talk about in a little bit. So I know it often happens. JSN goes off the board first in the rookie draft. He goes off the board first in these best ball drafts. I'm probably not drafting him in any leagues, honestly. Uh, from this group, I like Keenan Allen. If yep. I'm going to take somebody else, I'll take a shot on Michael Pittman. He, to sure. me, is the obvious number one target for Anthony Richardson, he's going to play every last year. He was, if you go look at the snaps years, he was legit playing 100% of snaps in a lot of those games, not 95, not 96, every single one. So I see him playing every snap and then Josh Downs and Alec Pierce can fight it out for who's going to be the next guy. So I'm fading JSN, you know, sorry, I didn't catch the rookie fever on that. I'm going to be drafting some rookies. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not going there with that one. No, I agree with you again. He's, he's being drafted ahead of Tyler Lockett now slightly ahead of Tyler Lockett, but like, what is it? What is it about Tyler Lockett that people aren't in on over, over JSN at this point? Right. Like it just, to me, that doesn't uh, make, and I'm not, again, not overly high on Seattle this year. Anyways, I, I, I do kind of feel like last year was a little bit of a perfect storm fluke here. If Gino does it again, great. I'll be, I'll be happy to be proven wrong there. Um, but you were getting DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett at like, ridiculous discounts last year because everybody thought like drew lock was the quarterback now they're kind of priced more appropriately so you know i i kind of don't know what the upside is going to be 
um, you know, there with, with those plays. So that's kind of why I'm out on there. Pittman's interesting because of Richardson, you know, he's after the football to somebody and he's kind of an, an interesting talent. So, um, yeah, I, I don't mind that spot either. Uh, next here, uh, Ayuk, Lockett, as we mentioned, Mike Evans, George Pickens, and rookie Jordan Addison here. Uh, Coop, who are we keying in on in the sixth round? Well, I kind of spoiled it uh, the last round, and uh, Kevin Tompkins in the chat threw it out there as well. Kevin Tompkins, Fantasy Alarm, thanks for joining us. He, he said his ADP is incredibly inefficient. Talking about JSN, Jordan Addison should be drafted ahead of him in best ball. I 100% agree. That was the guy I was referring to where when I look at, uh, you know, even the teams that use the most three wide receiver sets of any team, the most they're getting up to is 70 or 80% of the snaps, which means one of those guys is not still not playing a full snap share, right? I look at the Seahawks and for the early going, I think JSN will be the odd man out. When I look at the Vikings, I think Jordan Addison is immediately better than KJ Osborne, which means he steps right into that Adam Thielen role, getting a full snap share. He has the highest short-term upside. He's the guy I rank one out of the rookies in redraft and best ball. So of this group, honestly, give me Jordan Addison over all of them. Tyler Lockett, I'm doing the same thing I'm doing with DK Metcalf. We're taking out the yellow tape. We're putting it around him. We're saying this is closed temporarily, and let's see how far that ADP can come down. If it comes down far enough, then I'm in because I do think he's going to be playing his normal snap share, at least for this year, yeah. until the guard changes there. But for now, we're going to wait and see how long that goes. Uh, the real questions are guys like uh, Ayuk and Mike Evans, John. Like guys like that, quarterback situation, dicey. Target situation, kind of dicey. What Are you feeling either of those guys, or what are your thoughts on them? I mean, I don't know how you're picking Mike Evans here. Can't. I, Can't. I, yeah, unless they make another quarterback signing, which doesn't seem likely, you know, you're going to be looking at uh, Trask or Baker Mayfield as your quarterback here. And I just, again, I haven't seen enough of Baker <laughs> to want to trust anybody. Sure. OBJ had like a thousand yard year with Baker Mayfield. Maybe Mike Evans is just catches balls downfield, but he's probably on pace to have his worst season of his career. Um, I like the Addison call for a lot of things that you mentioned there. Just the fact that he's going to be that two on that offense. Pickens is all about quarterback play, right? Yeah. Does does Kenny Pickett take the next step forward? And if he does, great. Pickens showed some pretty ridiculous ability, but what do they still have there? Yaday Johnson. They trade for the corpse of Allen Robinson. They have Pat Fryermuth, right? They have other guys there that can draft in Darnell Washington, dude. Najee yeah. Harris can catch the football. I'm yeah. honestly, it, it this falls into the category of Tua last year. Except last year, I truly believe that Tua could take the step forward with Pickett. I'm just not sure. But when you look at these ADPs, instead of drafting George Pickens, George Pickens is going ahead of Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson got 147 targets last year. It's, it's like it, it boggles my mind. Like if you're taking George Pickens in the sixth round, then you're going to have, uh, you know, and it, the people that take Pickens believe in Deontay Johnson. They believe in Pat Fryermuth. If you're going to take Pickens there, you should have Kenny Pickett on every single team, right? Like you – if so, facto. It's the same thing with people taking Tyreek Hill last year at like 12 overall. Like, obviously, if you think Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle can be that good, yeah. you should have Tua because he's free, right? Kenny Pickett's free. So, for me, I'd rather not draft any of these guys and take a stab on Kenny Pickett because if, you know, it, it could be a situation where Kenny Pickett is good and Pat Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson are both good right. and George Pickens isn't. 
So not only do, it's like it's like Robin Hood where you have to shoot the arrow out of the air and then the other arrow has to hit the yeah. you know what I mean I'll just pick Robin Hood instead. Yeah, you'll, of you'll, take to the, get. you'll take the QB that's your QB three right and hope that he gives you weeks exactly. where he's a QB one right. So exactly. Like, and if and if it turns out he does suck, then I didn't waste the high pick. I didn't waste a six round pick on George Pickens right. It's like you get access to to the same bet at a much cheaper value. So right. George Pickens, I'm not doing much of uh, seventh round, John uh, still, I mean, so many wide receivers off the board. So this is through six rounds, right? So six rounds, 35 wide receivers are going. That's yep. how far it's been 35 pushed. of the first 72 picks in ADP are, are obviously. I blame Pete Overzet. I blame <laughs> Evan Tompkins and Pete Overzet. Their propaganda has caused this. And when we get to the running back uh, show, which we'll probably just do next week, right? Yeah. That's it's the most fun one. Uh, and then we'll do maybe quarterbacks and tight ends together. This is why I feel like I'm also getting trapped a little bit because I see the, the wide receiver depth that continues to sort of fall through here too. Like we're in round seven and there are Kadarius Tony, Hollywood Brown, Traylon Burks, Deontay Johnson, Gabe Davis, Brandon Coates is your round seven. I mean, yeah. if, if not this year, when for Kadarius Tony, right? If he right. can stay healthy, they don't have Juju anymore. They don't have uh, obviously Tyree Kill. They still have Travis Kelsey. Sure, he's the number one guy there. But, like, if not now for Kadarius Tony with Patrick Mahomes, when Kadarius Tony with Patrick Mahomes, he's my number one target in this range here. I think there are a few guys that you can draft in this range and be happy with. Um, you know, I have Tony as a wide receiver, too, on a handful of my best ball teams because I've gone that running back early strategy there. So um, talk to me, Coop. Thoughts on Tony? And then where else are you going in round seven? I'm drafting Tony, man. I like when I get to this range, I'm like, just give me the crazy upside. This dude, he's he's electric, and like his interviews are electric. He's a fun guy to root for. I will say this: everyone harps on yards per route run, right? It's it's such a great metric because it you can uh, it eliminates the sample sizes, right? You can have a guy with a 35% snap share that has a yards per run over two, close to three, and you say, okay, more routes equals more yards. And Kadarius Tony, by far the best yards per route run guy on that team. His target share when he was in the game was awesome. It's just that they couldn't really get him in there because, uh, he, you know, he didn't really know the plays right away. Yeah. Right? And then he so, got hurt. He pulled his hamstring. He like, got hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's, so. And that's obviously the floor with that guy. So I like uh, there's a couple this this round. I yeah. love this round. Yeah. Right? I think there's Traylon like Burks for me. I think Traylon Burks is the next guy that we can tar- target here. Uh, I know people shy away from the Titans because they're passing offense and, they got Derrick Henry, and they're going to run the football, and Ryan Tannehill, and uh, I mean AJ Brown's great <laughs> with with Tennessee, right? And and they had guys that Corey Davis had a good season in this same exact offense, running the football as heavily as they do. Traylon Burks, another guy who went healthy and on the floor on the field, clearly showed he was the best wide receiver that they have on that roster. Uh, again, I don't mind taking a Traylon Burks here. Now, I wouldn't take Traylon Burks if I waited on wide receivers. I feel like there's maybe a little bit of a lower floor here, but I do like Traylon Burks as my wide receiver three, wide receiver four, if I'm just buying out and going all out wide receivers here. And there's a misconception among among fantasy gamers where they load up too hard on offenses they think are really good. A lot of times what happens when teams are really good and they're really going for it, they have a ton of weapons yeah. and it's spread too thin. That's not good for huge upside in fantasy. We want these teams with their back against either sometimes teams with their back against their ropes, like the Vikings who are just kind of trying to get by with what they have for cap space or teams that have these go ship offenses, right? Like 
when the Lions were tanking, Amon Ross St. Brown got a ton of targets. Preston Williams was relevant. Robert Foster on the Bills. Uh, I saw Kenny Britt have a thousand yards from Jared Goff on a tanking right. ram. Terrell Pryor, right? So if the Cardinals are going to be doing this tanking situation, if the Titans are only going to have Traylon Burks and Chigakonkwo and like Nick Westbrook and Kine, ball got to go somewhere, right? So give me Marquise Brown. Give me Traylon Burks. I'm very much interested in players like that in situations where we can say, hey, it's got to go somewhere, right? So uh, I'm down for those guys for sure. Deontay Johnson's one where, you know, the target, he had the targets last year. He's going to score more touchdowns this year. He's not going to score zero again, but, um, you know, it's hard to bet on Pickett. I will say, I would much rather have Deontay Johnson here than George Pickens the round before. Right. Uh, what, Gabe Davis, Brandon Cooks, John, you doing it? Kind of yep. similar idea. I'm in here, on right? Cooks. In on Cooks. I've Cooks. never been on Davis, but I'm in on Cooks here. I, again, <laughs> I don't think Brandon Cooks has lost anything. I think Brandon Cooks just played on Houston, right? <laughs> like, you know, and, and there were, was it two years ago? Brandon Cooks was just getting 100 targets a game. Like, he was the only wide receiver they were basically throwing the football to. So, you now get him on, which should be a better offense. He's going to be the wide receiver, too, uh, on that team. So, Elaine's going to draw a lot of that coverage. You know, Brandon Cooks, what do you have? <laughs> that run of, like, five seasons of 1,000 yards? Like, he is still a very talented wide receiver. And if anything else, by not really playing last year, maybe he saved some mileage on his body. So, um, yeah, give me give me Brandon Cooks here in this round for sure. When you when you look at Brandon Cooks is like if you sort his age, which he's still somehow yeah. is not he's still just about thirty, right? Like if you yeah. sort his age and wide receivers and sort by yards, it's legit. Like Jerry he's Rice, still still twenty nine, still right. So if you sort guys are twenty nine or or younger, apex, like you know? <laughs> career yards, yeah. yeah, it's still an age apex. <laughs> guys that are twenty nine or younger yards, it's legit. Like. Uh, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Antonio Brown, uh, Mike Evans, and then Brandon Cooks. Like he's like top ten on that list. He's yeah. way up there. People don't realize that that's that's the kind of guy this is. He's explosive and can, can score at any moment. And with a good quarterback, the touchdowns come too. You that's know, what so one hundred percent. What I'm looking at: one hundred thirty-four targets in twenty twenty-one, ninety catches, uh, ten thirty-seven for yards, six scores with who throwing him the football, right? Like Davis Mills and company, right? Doesn't so doesn't matter. Exactly. So that's why I'm in on Brandon Cooks. With Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox, I warned people this offseason. I said, hey, if they weren't going to do it last year when the opportunity was right in front of their face, when are they going to do it? And look what happens. They bring in Dalton Kincaid, who's probably going to play a ton of slot, be a big target guy. So Dawson Knox probably dust. Gabe Davis, you know, it's a big year for him. Uh, I, they could still even trade for a guy like Hopkins. I know they they said he, he's not leaving, but yeah. th- that team, I'm just surprised. The Bills don't have a single wide receiver on the depth chart that was drafted day one or two of the NFL draft. Not by them, not drafted by any other team. Mm-hmm. The highest drafted player they have is Gabe Davis as a fourth-round pick. Yeah. At some point, they're going to need to get talent and try and win the Super Bowl. This next round's pretty interesting here. Uh, round eight. Uh, Jahan Dawson, Quinton Johnston, Zay Flowers, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton. Um, thoughts here initially on uh, Michael Thomas. I know you've tweeted about him, gotten a little flack for it. You've written articles about it. Explain True to life. people why you're in on Michael Thomas this year. True life. I'm addicted to drafting Michael Thomas. Yeah. I cannot stop. He's the wide receiver 45 off the board. And the reality with this guy is that people think he's a diva or people think that like the injury situation was his fault. He came back to like, so the, the year he rolled his ankle or had the high ankle sprain, 
he came back and played in the playoffs. So he hasn't missed three straight years. He played in the playoffs of that year. That delay is part of the reason that he missed the next year because they told him not to have surgery. He he played, had surgery, and then had a setback, so missed the entire next year. Then last year he comes out, totally different injury. It was a dislocation of one of his toes. Not the big toe, mind you, the toe next to that one. If that's healed, I have no reason why Michael Thomas can't be a top-tier wide receiver again. Last year when he played in three games, he was on pace for 90 targets, which would have been top 10 tied, sorry, 90 receptions, which would have tied DK Metcalf. He scored three touchdowns in three games. He gets a quarterback upgrade, right? Like we sit here and say he's going to get hurt. Tell me what injury it's going to be because it wasn't the high ankle sprain last year. It was a random toe injury. So I'm in on Michael Thomas and the hot take that got me uh, a lot of flack and a lot of, you know, tags and retweets and quote tweets was I said, hey, we think Chris Olave will be the top fantasy wide receiver on that team, but there's a world where maybe it is Michael Thomas. So I'm definitely interested there. The Rashid Shahid, I have no interest in. So yeah, give me Michael Thomas. Of this group, guys, I'm probably not drafting is just like, uh, I'm probably not going to go with Quentin Johnson just because I still believe in Mike Williams. I still believe in Keenan Allen. Um, You know, I I believe that he's got a long-term high upside future, but that comes with the fading away of the other guys, in my opinion, John. Yeah. Anyone else from this group, John, this uh, wide receiver round eight, John Dotson, Quinton Johnston, Zay Flowers. Yeah, so I, I think this is the interesting – you just touched on his name there quickly, Zay Flowers. So you look at where the Ravens' passing offense is now being drafted, right? Lamar Jackson's going right up there, like the third or fourth round, I think his ADP is. Mark Andrews is sort of in that same range. You don't hit their first wide receiver until now. And they now they come in bunches too. We'll talk about it. Odell Beckham and Bateman both are in the next round. So you get your quarterback here. If you're talking stacks for, for best ball here, sure, you want Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Makes a lot of sense. But now you have a decision to make. What wide receivers are you paying attention to here? I, I think Zay Flowers is super interesting for us from an athletic standpoint. I don't know if OBJ can stay healthy enough after two um, knee surgeries. You know, things like that for me. And Bateman coming off the injury. So um, for me, Flowers and Sutton are the two guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm feeling good about it, too. I, I even kind of like Jahan Dotson in this format just because he was a touchdown monster, man, right? Yeah. He, he, like, in this format, if you score a touchdown, you're in the lineup. So uh, I kind of like – And he did it with like, average quarterbacking, too. Wentz, uh, Heineke, right? So how – is he going to be worse than those guys? I don't, I don't think so, right? So I'm fine with it. Yeah, so that brings us through the top 46 wide receivers. So we're talking basically – uh, you know, we're into the wide receiver four range now. So yeah. what we should do moving forward, this is round nine and on. This is the 18 round drafts in best ball. Let's maybe briefly mention guys that were fading, but for the most part, now you're just pick now you're just picking whoever you like. The yeah. ADP kind of goes out the window. So let's just look at guys over the last 10 minutes or so of the show, guys that we like from these later rounds. Maybe mention guys that like, oh, you know, I'll never draft Odell Beckham Jr. who's right. going in this round. Uh, so maybe throw those guys out there, but who do you, who do you like moving forward? Let's uh, round nine, Jamison Williams, Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham, Elijah Moore. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this is a, this is a spot where, like you mentioned where it's like, maybe you don't start drafting by ADP. You start drafting by where you are in the draft and think you can grab guys. So, uh, briefly back, I like Corton Sutton at round eight, round nine. I'm probably not taking any of those players. I'd much rather maybe just move ahead a little bit, target someone like, uh, uh Alan Lazard, um, somebody that I think maybe Juju Smith-Schuster steps in and be is that, is that number one guy uh, in New England. I kind of like the upside potential for those two 
over anybody really in that range. Williams is obviously interesting, but suspended for six games. So yeah. depends where he is for you. And I think Williams probably falls a little bit continually because of that. So yeah, I kind of like the idea. Oh, I kind of like the idea of Williams, man. I I, I trust the talent. Great for basketball, sure. Right, and, and it's not like a six weeks of no production. You better hope you hang in there for the first six weeks, right? Like, and of all the things, it's like this is more of a policy issue. It's a conflict of interest issue, but it doesn't make him a bad guy. You know what I mean? Right. Like playing DraftKings or putting up a couple parlays in doesn't make you a bad guy. In the you know, it's not like he's you know putting in bets with the mob here. You know, like it's not like he was like DUIs things like that. Way worse for me. Like. For, for me, I don't think that the coaching staff looks at this guy. Obviously, they're disappointed, but they don't look at him and say, this guy has character problems. In my sure. you know, I think he's going to bounce back pretty well. So of these guys, I think I like him best. Rashad Bateman, I kind of like. Uh, but again, it's uh, I want to see how those ADPs settle out between the three wide receivers, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I kind of like fading this whole group. Yeah, again, for me, and, and Ken Tompkins in here, massive tear gap after after Sutton. Right, this is where you, and we, you know, I like to talk about drafting, like who you want, when you want. Once we get to this point, if you're targeting wide receivers, you're just drafting really your guy. You're going to draft the guy that you think can be productive on your roster and or at least have an opportunity to hear to score some points. I look at someone like, you know, Jonathan Mingo, Jalen Hyatt. This is where you look at some of those rookies, I think, uh, that have an opportunity to go into their teams right away and be productive. Sky Moore, year two with Kansas City. Maybe he finally steps into a spot to be productive. So I'd rather take those guys over some of the veterans that we know are existing or guys that are really buried on the depth chart that we find sort of in this range here. Like, what is Jacoby Myers going to be this year? Like, you can't trust Jacoby Myers here. I'd much rather take any of those other guys we just mentioned over Jacoby Myers. Exactly. It's, it's 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 the way you build your lineup. There is a world where if you go heavy at all the other positions, you want to draft a couple safe guys to give you a floor, right? But in best ball, especially with these tournaments, you want upside. So guys like even Juju Smith-Schuster playing that Jacoby Myers role in New England. Juju, Myers, Tyler Boyd, Hunter Renfro, those guys, man, the low A dot slot type guys, the ceiling isn't going to you know really move the needle. So I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, give me Mingo. Give me Hyatt. Give me these guys that could uh, set the world on fire with uh, big, long touchdowns with their speed. I mean, Jalen Hyatt, one of the fastest wide receivers right. from this class. So, yeah, of this group, I'm in on those guys, and I'm going to fade guys. Like, I mean, I, I just don't uh, – K.J. Osborne going here must be a holdover from before the draft. It's his <laughs> ADP, right? Like, Because yeah, Addison's going to just immediately just take all of his his work. So Yeah. Now, one name that I'm I'm watching, hoping his ADP falls, as, you know, people start getting hyped up on – uh, you know, guys like Josh Downs, I think Alec Pierce could be a full-time guy if Josh Downs, Josh Downs is a slot monster. We like him in Dynasty, but he mostly plays slot. Alec Pierce could be the full-time wide receiver opposite Michael Pittman. So I don't I don't think that pick is crazy here. Are you doing Rashi Rice at all, John, for Kansas City? Uh, I mean, dart throws, you never know, right? Patrick Mahomes throws to everybody. Right? That wasn't that the whole, the whole thing on him. So if, if he ends up popping, then sure, maybe. Rashi Rice or Juju? Juju, because I think there's definitely more path to targets there. Yeah, but but we're taking him over Myers. We're taking him over Tyler Boyd. Yeah, basically, I'm not drafting a single Raider except for uh, For nobody. Maybe Mayer. Oh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, and maybe the tight end, right? Like just kind of throw a dark throw. Yeah, I guess we'll talk Uh, about that because Garoppolo will throw. We'll probably have to throw a tight end. What are you doing lately? So Chase Claypool's way down here. 
right? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. I, I like I'm one of the Chase Claypool apologists. Right? If you if you look at the if you look at the game log, Chase Claypool was hurt. He came in, started slow because he had to learn the playbook. Then he got hurt. Then Justin Fields got hurt. They played one game where both of them played more than 60% of the snaps. Claypool got hurt in that game, but he got like six targets and looked pretty good, man. I, this so, could be a spot where you talk about rebuilds and, and guys that get phased out. Like this could be a Darnell Mooney phase out, right? Like where DJ Moore's in and Chase Claypool, they they traded for and has a much better profile, you know, and pedigree. Like this could be a spot where Claypool steps forward. So I kind of like taking darts on Claypool. What are you doing with John Meachie here? Supposedly, I, mean, I love. I mean, I love the idea. I love the idea that. Um, I love the idea that he's playing with his quarterback, right? Like he's playing with his his college quarterback now. I mean, it's like, or no, sorry, they did. They got Bryce. They got. They didn't get no, Bryce Young. They got. Yeah. Um, they got. Strad, like still, yeah. like that would have been yeah, a great still, idea. Still, this is a guy who is highly touted, and then obviously the unfortunate cancer uh, thing that he had to deal with, but fully recovered, supposedly ready to go. I'm in. I'm in. So that's the exact situation I was talking about earlier with the Cardinals. Let, let's take dart throws. If it's an uncertain situation, I'll toss a dart. Absolutely. So yeah, give me guys like that. Give me Wandell Robinson, right? With uh, we don't know what's okay. gonna go down with that uh that Giants group. Uh, you know, I know we only have a couple minutes here, but you know, going through going through here, man, I'll take a stab again. Wandell Robinson, Paris Campbell. We don't know. Yeah. Which one of those guys is going to get that role? Cedric so, Tillman yeah, down I'm there. Really... I've been taking some darts on Cedric Tillman in that offense for the Browns. You don't know like what's going to fill in in that spot. Donald Peoples Jones is there. Elijah Moore is there, but they did draft uh, Cedric Tillman, so maybe that he's the guy. Uh, Kevin there, Tyquan Thornton, woefully undervalued. Well, yeah, listen, right. I'm willing to Take I'm willing to give a, a buy to Mac Jones last year. We, we've had some questions in our dynasty chat in the Discord there about what to do with Mac Jones. They're getting trade offers for him. Bill O'Brien's here. Bill O'Brien's going to install an NFL-style offense. It's not going to be a, a mixture of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. It's a Bill O'Brien NFL offense. This is Mac Jones' opportunity to prove that he can build upon a rookie year. Mac Jones looked good as a rookie. Last year was horrible. Get a real offensive coordinator. Get a real offensive system there. Tyquan Thornton, we know, has speed to burn. If he plays up in this offense this year, then, yeah, he's worth a dart throw deep you know, deep leagues here uh, for best ball because that's what he's probably best for for format. So. And the ADP for all those guys we just mentioned is after two ten or so, which that means you can have them for free. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's an 18 round draft. And I think at, you know, 18 rounds takes us to like two sixteen. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, with uh, Devonte Parker going two fourteen on the board, there you go. You know, you can have them for free. Uh, and if you want to draft with us right now, we're doing best ball drafts with fancy alarm members. Go to Underdog, get signed up, use promo code Fantasy Alarm. Whether you want to draft with or, with us or not, they'll match up to a hundred dollars, hundred percent of whatever you put in there. The puppy's going right now. Best Ball Mania is open, all big tournaments, and we're doing our own drafts with our analysts: me, John, Britt Flynn, Kevin Tompkins, Colby Conway. Obviously, the great Howard Bender is going to be in there. Justin Fencerman. They've all signed up for him. Uh, you draft with us. We've been we've got one going already. We're talking a bunch of trash, having a ton of fun. Uh, so yeah, pop in over on the Discord channel. Uh, we have a couple promos going right now, John. Uh, one NFL draft still active, right? That's a twenty percent off for the entire year. Uh, maybe that may have been only during the NFL draft. I'm not hundred percent certain on that one, but we do okay. have the NFL fifty promo now. The scroll below says MLB fifty. 
NFL 50 works. Coop works. You can do it all. It's 50% off the first six months. $19.98 a month for the first six months. You get a facelarm.com all pro slash all pro promo code NFL 50. Coop, MLB 50, whatever you want. You get access to everything we have on site, not just MLB, NFL content there, but NHL, NBA, NASCAR, PGA, MMA. It's all that for the first six months. It's just about 20 bucks a month. Uh, and right now we have a seven-day free trial included, so you can go sign up, get the seven-day free trial. You'll love it. You won't want to leave. I'm not even worried about it. You can get it in our premium Discord. It's going to be great. But if for whatever reason you don't like it, you can cancel, no charge, seven-day free trial. So uh, that's what we got going on here at Fantasy Alarm. And, again, download the free Better Sports Network app, too. It's in your iTunes. It's in your Google Play Store. We're thrilled to be part of the Better Sports Network team here. Uh, Coop, we're going to be back next week talking best ball running back tiers. Should be fun for everybody. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll talk to you all later.